Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In this dunya, there are two reasons for people being misguided. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains both these reasons and both these groups in the Surah Al-Fatiha. One is someone is ignorant, someone is confused, someone does not have knowledge. The man doesn't know, he doesn't have knowledge, he's confused, he's deceived. So in that manner, he loses his direction, he's misguided, he's misled. That is what is termed as the Dalin, people who have been misguided, misled. And the second is pride. People who are very proud and they're stubborn. And although they know the truth, but they're not prepared to accept it. And that's actually what is pride. Pride doesn't mean if a person is wearing good clothing or he wants to drive a beautiful vehicle, you won't call that pride. But pride is a person who doesn't want to accept the truth. When the truth is presented before him, he will look for all sorts of excuses not to accept the truth. So that is referred to in the Surah Al-Fatiha as Maghdub Alihim. Those who have earned the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is angry with them because they knew the truth. They knew what was the reality, but they were not prepared to accept because of pride, stubbornness, because they had their own agendas before them. It was only because of their selfish motives. They worried about themselves only, and they never accepted the truth. So when we're making dua for guidance to the straight path, then there's two parts to this dua. One is we asking Allah Ta'ala, Siratul Ladina Anamta Alayhim. Allah Ta'ala guide us to the path of those upon whom you favored. So who has tread this road? Who has taken this path? That is the favored servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the selected servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the straight path. Not those who have earned your anger and no those who have been misled and misguided. The ulama explain that the maghdub alayhim, one of the people or one of the groups that it could refer to were the Jews. The Jews were the maghdub alayhim, they had earned the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They knew the truth. The Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala mentions, الَّذِينَ آتَيْنَاهُمُ الْكِتَابِ يَعْرِفُونَهُ كَمَا يَعْرِفُونَ أَبْنَاءَهُمْ When Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came to Medina Munawara, then these people, they identified him like they identified their own children. Hazrat Abdullah ibn Salam radiallahu ta'ala was a great Jewish alim who accepted Islam on the hands of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa He mentioned when we saw Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa 
we could identify him like we identify our children. We had no doubt, absolutely no doubt. In fact, the identification of Rasulullah was even to a greater extent than our own children. The child, there could be like a slight doubt somewhere along the line, something went wrong. But Rasulullah we knew definitely we had graphic descriptions of him in the kitabs. They had the descriptions. But they could not accept that he was not from the Bani Israel. He was not from the Jews. He was not from the Israelites. Nabi Wasallam is coming from the progeny of Hazrat Ismail salam, not Hazrat Ishaq salam. So they could not accept that. All the prophets, so many hundreds of years now, prophets are coming from the Bani Israel, from the Jews. Why is this man coming from another line? Why is he from the Arabs? So they rejected. Then the second group, the Dalin, one of the meanings that come under Dalin is the Christians. All these beliefs that the Christians have got nowadays of Trinity and atonement and what have you, it's obvious Hazrat Isa salam never brought all this to this world. He never propagated this to them. He never taught this to them. So how were they misguided? They were misled. So our ulama even go into the details of that. Those who are experts in history, they mention that the Jews in the time, or one group of Jews, in the time of Hazrat Isa salam, they were totally against him. And they did everything to suppress the mission of Hazrat Isa salam. And remember that group will always be in the world. That they will make all out effort to suppress the haq and the truth. So there was one group like this. Eventually they attempted to crucify Hazrat Isa salam. But we know the Quran Sharif tells us, وَمَا قَتَلُوهُ وَمَا صَلَبُوهُ وَلَكِنْ شُبِّيَ لَهُمْ They were not successful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had taken Hazrat Isa salam to the skies. And inshallah closer to Qiyamah he will return to this dunya. But these people actually attempted to crucify him, but they crucified someone else. Eventually they thought that Isa salam is gone and the religion now has fallen apart. But then they realized that Hazrat Isa salam has got disciples. Like how Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam had Sahaba, Isa salam had the Hawadiyin, he had his disciples. And these disciples are still propagating the truth everywhere. They are going around and they are teaching the people the truth. They were people that were pure people, pious people at the time. So they thought, what can we do now to completely eradicate this religion? And obviously, most Christians won't know this, and they will never even accept it if you tell it to them. So there was a Jew at the time by the name of Saul. Initially his name was Saul, and then he changed his name to Paul. So this person, he thought of a, of a strategy. So he came, but he was an arch enemy of Hazrat Isa salam. So he came to some of the disciples at that time, and he told them that I want to change my life now. I've seen a vision, and because of this vision, I want to change my life. I want to become a Christian now, a sincere, devoted Christian. So a lot of the disciples at that time already made out that this man is a fake. 
You can't trust this person. You know, they say you can move a mountain, but you can't change a person's nature. If this man got evil in his nature, he's an evil person. He's always got bad intentions. We can never believe him. Like shaitan, you can never believe shaitan. Shaitan's agents, you can never believe them. They always got bad intentions. Even if they're telling you something good, you got to be careful. In that good, there's some poison in it. But there was one disciple now that was very soft at heart and maybe you could say to some extent a bit gullible by the name of Barnabas. So he accepted this Paul. So Paul said that, you know, I saw this vision of Isa salam, and Isa salam told me that, oh Paul, why are you my enemy? Why don't you embrace my religion? This was a complete fabricated story. He didn't see no vision. He just wanted to get some prominence. So Barnabas accepted him into Christianity, initiated him into the religion. And then Paul became very famous. Remember in that time also, like how we've got the media, they also had a media type of thing that they started spreading the news everywhere. You know, Paul is a very pious, very devoted Christian. He is very, very loyal to, to the Christianity and Isa salam, etc., so Paul started going around delivering speeches everywhere. It just teaches us a lot of things, respected friends. Why I'm telling you the story, there are a lot of lessons for us to learn as Muslims. Because remember, these types of things happen till this day and time. Where people are paid, people are bought out. Then they go around and then they'll deliver lectures and flowery speech. And they'll blow the crowd away. But there's some poison that is now in that speech. Something that you need to be indoctrinated with something. So slowly, slowly, this man started distorting the whole religion. He started off, he brought this belief of Trinity, and then he brought this belief of atonement, and then he started abrogating till now in the Bible, even in the present Bible. Although it went through so many changes, so many distortions, the Bible still prohibits alcohol. The Bible still prohibits pork. The Bible still prohibits usury. The Bible still prohibits carrion. Like how we can't eat haram meat. You know, if an animal just died or it wasn't slaughtered the proper way, that's carrion, meta, it's referred to. The Bible still got it. But no, very rarely will you find any Christian now abiding to these laws. Why? Because Paul conveniently came and abrogated everything. He said, no, no, now there's no need now for you to follow all these laws. These are outdated laws, man. You know, that was for that time. That time the, you know, the khinzir wasn't clean and he came with a whole fancy explanation and he came with a whole lot of loopholes. And these poor chaps, they bought the story, they got deceived and that's how you've got the Christians today, unfortunately. That's the situation. So this was the dhalin, the people who are misguided and the people who are misled. So when we're making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Fatiha, let us constantly make this dua. Inshallah, this is the last session on the Surah Al-Fatiha. Always make this dua. Allah, keep us on the Sirat al-Mustaqeem. Keep us, keep our children, our progeny is till the day of Qiyamah. Allah, take us with afiyat to Jannah. Let us live comfortably in this world also. Make our moat a beautiful, excellent moat, O Allah. 
and take us, make all the phases after moat easy for us. Qabr must be a beautiful experience for us. Akhirat must be a beautiful experience. Let us be with the Munam alihim, with those who you have chosen, those who you have selected, those who you have favored, the Anbiya, Siddiqeen, Shuhada, and Salihin. Inshallah, if every day we can just recite the Surah Al-Fatiha with a full conscious of mind and make a sincere dua from our hearts, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will definitely guide us and Allah will keep us on the straight path. May Allah grant us the true understanding.